brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I didn't realize how much I use the internet for until I didn't have it. No, because then you think about it and you're like, oh, I guess I can't do work. I'll go lay down and watch TV. And then you're and like, like no, the TV is the internet now. So yeah, I don't have cable. Anyways, God bless America. Or maybe no. not. You know what? Actually, yeah, we we do need any blessings we can get because it's a mess, oh, you know, bless so. America. So anyways, guys, hi. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. Today, we decided to talk about the Pledge of Allegiance, etc. We are here to talk about patriotisms in schools, scissors. I don't know what's going to happen when we post this episode, but I have never been in a school where I've said the Pledge of Allegiance. K through 12, we always said the pledge. Every day we said the pledge. I said it growing up. I started getting in trouble in seventh grade for not saying it. And by getting in trouble, I mean with my teachers and my peers. And then... As a teacher, I never said it. As a teacher, obviously at Early Head Start, we don't say the pledge because they can't talk. But the high school I taught at, they would say it every day on the announcements, but the kids didn't participate in it at all. And then I know I've told this story a million times, but it will literally never get old. The one day that the district lady was in my classroom during first period and they came on the announcements to do the pledge and she was the only one who stood up and then she like loudly said the pledge while looking around at all of us. <laughs> that is like forever etched into my brain. That is one of my core teaching memories. And that was like two months into my first year. And I just remember the kids were looking at her and then they were looking at me because my rule always was like, you have to be quiet during the pledge. Cause like, if someone wants to say the pledge, let's give them their fucking moment to say the pledge. So you can't talk through it. You need to be right. respectful of it, but you don't have to say it. And I wouldn't say it cause ew. Cause I think if a US history teacher says the pledge, then you literally can't be objective. You're pledging allegiance to something. And then you're gonna go teach it quote unquote objectively. No, you're allegiant. That's like literally polar opposites, but yeah. They never said the pledge. One of the ROTC kids one year would always stand up and say the pledge alone. And I was like, pop off, King. Go for I it. I love that for them. I, I wish I was that, you know, I was going to say I wish I was that passionate about anything, but we just got done talking about me weeping at the Taylor Swift concert. So I guess They should I start am. saying the Pledge of Allegiance before the Taylor Swift concert. Oh, some people would love that. That's what I want for my birthday is just to observe the Swifties divide over that. <laughs> Jesus. I always found it really interesting because nobody in my real life has said this, but all the time online, people will be like, it's in the California Ed Code to say the pledge every morning. And I'm like, okay. There's a lot of stuff in there. In the Ed Code, <laughs> in a lot of places, there's random outdated stuff. There's a rule in Massachusetts that nobody follows something about saying in god we trust on every building which is Ew. another example of things that we don't say well louisiana just decided that they have to display in god we trust in every classroom can i get a separation of church and state for the ladies like no you can't somebody dm'd me the malicious compliance that their principal did was displayed a framed dollar bill in every classroom 
Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's really cost effective too. Yeah. Honestly, a dollar bill is cheaper than whatever fucking sign you're going to make. Yeah. Head on over to the Dollar Tree and get yourself a nice little frame and pop a dollar in it. Yeah. I would just command strip the dollar to the wall. Why even put a frame? But Louisiana apparently has specified that you must display a poster with the motto, In God We Trust. So is it is a dollar a poster? poster? Right. If I laminate a note card, does that <laughs> count? I sure as shit would try. So at least 17 states require or allow schools to display that phrase. And I don't really get it. It's the United States' national motto, but like, why? So this is from Wikipedia, and we all know it's literally illegal to lie on there. So on July 30th, 1956, for context, that is... Like a few years after World War II, and so that's when the U.S. was like trying to be the baddest bitch on the block, and it was the middle of the Cold War, and the Soviet Union was also trying to be the baddest bitch on the block. So really all we cared about was being a badder bitch than the Soviet Union, and by a badder bitch, I mean a more powerful bitch. We were really trying to get everyone to be super patriotic at that time. So on July 30th, 1956, the 84th Congress passed a joint resolution declaring, in God we trust, to be the national motto of the United States. So that's when it started being used on money and it was made the official motto to signal opposition to the secular, secularizing ideology of communism. So because communism is like not religious, they were like, if we like Jesus, that'll prove that capitalism is a sleigh and then we will be the most daddy country. Literally almost everything fucked up about our life goes back to us trying to be more daddy than the Soviet Union. To this day. Literally, I'm so... Like, it's... It comes up all the time. It's actually so embarrassing. It is, like, oh It's my like stalking God. someone. Yeah, it's embarrassing. That's when they added it to the pledge, too. Oh, right, because it wasn't originally in it. So that's when they changed it to under God. Because it used to be one nation, and then they just kept going. And now it says one nation under God. Again, because the Soviet Union didn't have like a widespread mandated religion. So they were like, we're a Christian nation, and that's why we're going to get to space first. The argument right now is that, well, it doesn't promote one God. It just acknowledges a higher power. And like that goes back to exactly what was happening in the freaking 1800s when like Christian newspapers were super stoked about the phrase being on coins, but other people were like, we should have a more specific Christian one. Uh, it's always jarring <laughs> when you are saying, you're like, isn't this fucked up? And someone's like, yeah, they should have done it more. And you're like, oh my God, I thought we were going the other way. Never mind. Um, what I don't know what this is. The American Journal of Numismatics. They make up fucking anything. I swear to God. They said uh, <laughs> people will misread the motto as in gold we trust, but low key, that's close to what people actually think like god is money that would make more sense to say in gold we trust to be on money especially because it used to be backed by gold that would make like actual sense Mm -hmm. so there were like a lot of puns going around in the 1860s but interestingly it says that then everybody was on board by the end of the 19th century i feel like that has the same vibes as what in u.s history classes they say that like the last racist killed mlk they're like and then it was fine And this is on Wikipedia where they cannot lie. It says prohibitionists, suffragists, pacifists, and nativists, Democrats, Republicans, Christians, and Jews all adopted the motto or endorsed its usage by the end of the 19th century. All, it says. 
every everyone individually we talked to them we did a google form and everyone submitted and they said okay there's no fucking way there's no way did you say nativist what is that so a nativist is someone that's really hostile to immigrants like nativist meaning they discriminate based on your native origin which is ironic because they hate Native Americans. So I'm, I'm not sure really if one plus one equals two, you know? Like if your granddad immigrated, shut the fuck up. Like, why are you talking shit? I know, but people still do it. To this day, people still do it, which blows my fucking mind. As long as you say under God. So Dodie Horton, a Republican, says it's a positive message in this world that throws so many negative things at our children. I don't know if it's a positive for my child. Side note, I just want to run back to where you were saying that a lot of like Republicans and right wing people now are saying like, oh, it doesn't specify a specific God. That just shows me you don't know shit about religion because not all religions are based around a God. Even if we're using your point, it's still wrong. Like your point doesn't count because you're literally wrong. I think that they truly believe that there's like Christianity and then there's like the Islamic faith and they're like that's the two and I picked mine if we're looking at who to be pissed at right now there's a lot of people but one one organization in particular that we can shit on is the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation which is a nonprofit that works towards restoring Judeo-Christian principles to their rightful place the vagueness of rightful place is terrifying me because it makes me feel like you guys all agreed on something and I don't know what it is Like, what is the rightful place? Like, is it the White House? Like, what do you mean? I know. And I know it's, like, controversial to say, not controversial, but, like, often inappropriate to compare the United States to Gilead because Gilead was based on real events and real history. But this type of shit, it just, the way that Handmaid's Tale compresses all of that into one organization of Gilead, the way that that's all compressed, it just feels like it's all coming together in our country similarly. And I'm like, that is fucking crazy. Do you want to hear something worse and even scarier? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Alliance Defending Freedom? Yes. So they are very much a similar vibe. I'm going to read their like, this is their Wikipedia definition. It's called the Alliance Defending Freedom, formerly the Alliance Defense Fund, is an American conservative Christian legal advocacy group that works to expand Christian practices within public schools, government, outlaw abortion, and curtail the rights of LGBTQ people. Curtail the rights. Yeah, and that's from Wikipedia, so I don't think that they would view it that way, but that's the truth. So they rented out a hotel that I worked at, so I had to serve them for five days, and it was horrifying. On day three, I was being so combative that my manager locked me in his office and gave me a special little project for the remainder of their stay. Because this was in 2016, and they were so terrifyingly effective. So I would hide in this planter and take notes on what they were doing. Harriet the Spy! (laughs) Literally in a planter wearing my khaki skirt and my neon green polo defending our fucking country from these psychos. You're a hero. That was my uniform. (laughs) But anyway, 
I was in the planter listening to their meetings. And side note, all of the men that run this organization, all of their wives have at least four children. I did not see a single male leader who had less than four children. And all of their wives look fucking exhausted and miserable. Like, no offense, queens. Actually, not queens, but no offense, ladies. But y'all looked very unwell. And it was terrifying to see them because they... And at this point, I had done a fair amount of political work, like done volunteering and voter drives and stuff like that. So like, I had observed the way political organizations organizing looked and these people were doing it in a way that was so much more effective and organized than I'd ever seen before like specifically what we're talking about today with the god and schools and stuff I saw them mapping out pretty much every district in the U.S. and identifying which members of boards of education they were going to work with because they thought they would be effective and which ones they weren't and then they would know like the voter demographics of the area like they had their numbers down they knew what the fuck they were doing they were very much like long-term over short term and they were like trying to put individuals on these boards of education that were a part of the alliance and like it was just very spooky and then this is not super related to what we're talking about today but I think it's scary so I'm going to tell you the part that scared me the most was them talking about abortion because they said they had like a 30-year plan to criminalize abortion and they were talking about what stage of the plan that they were in and they were talking about because this was in 2016 when Trump was already running but he hadn't been elected yet and they were talking about how important it was for everyone to vote for Trump even though a lot of people didn't want to because they were like very conservative so they didn't like the profanity um they were saying it was important because of the supreme court seats because of their plans to overturn roe v wade so like hearing them talk about that in such specific ways and like they were talking about ruth bader ginsburg dying and like all these things like they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing and so to like hear them talk about that years ago and then today watch the effects of it is like horrifying zero stars but yeah, I think they're behind a lot of this school bullshit too. The organization element of it is so frightening. Yeah. The Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, they have an 148-page report and analysis on religious freedom measures impacting prayer and faith in America. It includes legislation, proclamations, talking points, notes, and fact sheets, all with the effort to push religion back into public schools. In particular, it includes policy language for bills that would require the display of In God We Trust in public schools. There's like this misconception that people keep saying, well, didn't the U.S. Supreme Court rule on this? They actually refused to hear a case on this issue in 2019. And like lower courts keep saying this display does not compel people to engage in religion. Well, if that's true, then why the fuck is the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation so hellbent on getting it into every public school classroom and every public school in America? Like if this this is a core issue for them what's not clicking well they're they're in there you're like somehow you're saying it's like your number one priority but also you're telling me it's not gonna have any effect on people so why would it be your number one priority if it's not gonna make a difference like right. you cannot have both no pick one but i said the message loud and clear in my opinion that the supreme court's like we agree with this so you remember when texas did this right no i don't remember anything so texas last year passed legislation saying that schools have to hang posters that say in God we trust because they received donated posters which is so weird since when does a donation demand use if someone dropped off a bunch of dirty shoes you wouldn't use them isn't that weird from a wireless provider a Christian wireless provider yeah there it is you know the 
thriving market of Christian wireless needs. So there's a student group in the district that designed posters that displayed the motto in Arabic rainbow lettering. No notes. I know. Absolutely no notes. You said that was students? Students. But the fucking school board officials said, oh, uh, we don't have to hang more than one at a time. So we're just going to keep ours. Thank you. Why do we let them get away with this? We have we we have to start pranking these people's houses. This is the only solution. Like, how are we letting them get a- how are we letting like how are we leaving the meeting and just being like, well, they said what? Sometimes I really wish that I was a high schooler in this era only because when I was trying to get stuff going on with the anti-gun violence movement, I kept getting students being like, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do. And they were like proposing the craziest shit that was so badass. And I have no fears as a 31 year old former teacher and mother. I can't be like, yeah, kids don't go to school. Walk out. Like I can't do that. Oh, I would have done it. But my favorite thing about teenagers engaging in political work is they're really good at it because the part of their brain that thinks about long-term consequences isn't finished baking yet. So they don't really think about the long-term consequences. So when they think of something effective, they just do it, which is a really like, that's a skill. That's why senior pranks are always so good. Right? Oh, we didn't really have a good one at my school. We weren't good at pranking. My school, some generations preceding us were too good at pranking. So if you even like, like talked about a prank like it was fucking over for you and then one time oh my god this was so dramatic someone printed out a picture of our principal and put it on a kermit the frog stuffed animal and then they tied the kermit the frog's arms on one of the ceiling fans in the lunchroom so he was just spinning and the principal came on and said that it was a threat of violence against him it was his arm right and like at the end of the day, it is a Kermit the Frog stuffed animal. It's a and then a bunch of, again, literally like the most harmless prank I think kids could possibly do. A group of kids graffitied all over the front sidewalk, but with chalk. It was like graffiti style, but it was literal chalk putting like seniors, we're the best, like stuff like that. And all of them had to do school community service like three hours a day after school for like a month. Because of chalk. That should be our new form of political activism is doing pranks against government entities. Like one of them I saw where they take like Dixie cups full of water and cover the entire floor with them so people are stuck in their offices. I love that. Have you heard about the pig one? Numbering a pig one, two, and four. Yeah, we should do that in Congress. I know, I'm not opposed. Release the pigs in Congress. We will tell you where pig number three is once you pass gun law reform. Before we keep going, we need to take an ad break. So thanks for listening to a commercial. We love you. Toodaloo. Be right back. The article that I'm reading from today is an Edweek article, of course. Our favorite by Sarah Schwartz. One of the things she brings up is that other states are going to continue to be more and more comfortable to like do shit because the Supreme Court just keeps saying yes. The Supreme Court's like, let your freak flack fly, brother. Fucking go for it, man. Yeah. I mean, I know we talked already about the Kennedy versus Bremerton School District where the they were like, you can kneel and pray before the 
football game. But also, like, a lot of these book bans are because people are objecting to homosexuality, which is being rejected by Christians. We're just seeing it over and over and over again. It's all interconnected, which is the spooky part, because they're doing it, like, so on purpose and so strategically and so interconnected and then I feel like people have a big misconception that there's going to be like a light switch one day where it's like oh now we're fascist but like this is how it happens it's little 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 bits at a time and you don't really realize it's happening and then I think people also are really quick to dismiss local laws like they're really quick to be like well that's just one hick county in the middle of Texas who cares but in reality like you said that's setting the precedent for other places and it's just like more and more normal that law and people are getting more and more used to that idea. I feel like a lot of people mix up the In God We Trust Supreme Court case with the Pledge of Allegiance Supreme Court case because 80 years ago there was one that said requiring public school students to pledge allegiance to the flag violated their First Amendment right against compelled speech, which is interesting to me because then teachers are... are required to lead it. Oh, we are? Well, in the ad code, you, you're supposed to do that. I think it's because, I, I'm trying to think of this from like, like I'm trying to put my Supreme Court justice robe on and think of it from their perspective is like, legally, they don't have a choice whether they're in school or not, but you do have a choice on whether you're a teacher. No, I know that logically that's probably what it is. I just also don't like it. It, No, it is. I, yeah, it's very hypocritical. Can't like, if you don't want to lead it, like it's 2023, can't you just like put it on YouTube and the YouTube can lead it? The way it all goes back to McCarthyism just continues to blow my mind. I don't know. It always does. Almost everything does forever and always. Our government like needs to calm down. I know. And like everybody goes back to like the reason is to instill a sense of patriotism among students. Like there are better ways to do that, you guys. But like I don't understand why saying under God instills patriotism and saying the like I don't I just I like again with even if that's what y'all wanted, I still don't get it. Shut the fuck up. Who cares grow up dream a new dream the fucking audacity do you know the amount of 12th graders that are on an elementary reading level maybe let's worry about that i know maybe we need to learn to read before we can be patriotic also this is just like a personal anecdote these people are always hell-bent on putting religion in public schools yet almost all of them send their kids to christian schools which you're allowed to do like i wouldn't do that but like you can send your kid to a christian school if you fucking want to like they literally have that for exactly what you're talking about right now What an apt observation. Why is that? I know it's because they want to indoctrinate the rest of the kids, but like you couldn't even pretend, you know? They are doing a lot of homeschooling and private schooling, aren't they? If you're a lawmaker and your kids are not in public schools, you should not be allowed to make education policy. One billion percent, but there would be nobody left. Well, it's not like they're making good education policy right now. So, oh my God, this is crazy. This is not really about the Pledge of Allegiance, but apparently in New Jersey, a Catholic school is planning on firing a teacher because she got pregnant and she's not married. Can she take that to the Supreme Court? That's like anti-discrimination 101. You can't do that. No, literally, it says Catholic schools could fire unwed pregnant teacher over religious tenants, New Jersey Supreme Court says. Holy shit. I can't read the rest of the article because I'm not a subscriber to NewJersey.com. Me either. I tried as well. Oh. Oh my God. Did you hear what's happening in Oklahoma? That's what I just went ooh about. In Oklahoma, the ACLU and other groups are suing to stop the state from funding the nation's first religious public charter school. 
Whew, it is a virtual school, and I don't understand how they got away with being religious. Because a common misconception is that charter schools are private. Very, very oftentimes they are not. They are alternative public schools. So you cannot do shit like that. This is from democracynow.com. I'm wondering how that's going to go. So like not only is it a Jesus school, but it's an online Jesus school. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Right. I mean. It's interesting. I just wouldn't have expected that. It's like glorified homeschool. Yeah. That's what it seems like the vibes are. Why public? Like why didn't you just go private and collect tuition, you weirdos? That's what confuses me so much is I'm like, y'all give this much of a fuck about everybody else because like, I don't know, maybe I just like don't give a shit about other people's kids. But like, to me, I'm trying to put my head in like a religious mind and like, yeah, I get where you'd want that for your kid. And like, that's already a thing and it's already allowed. You can send your kid to a weird ass right wing Christian private school and no one's gonna stop you. That is your Uh right. So why do you feel the need to make it all of our problems? This Oklahoma thing is probably going to go to the Supreme Court. But the Supreme Court just continually lowers the barrier between church and state and education. That's what they do over and over and over again. I'm just waiting for the day that we have to dress like priest in the the robes. I still have my altar girl costume, just plain red. It's very Handmaid's Tale. Never let a man hear that. Never. Is that supposed to be a thing? Everything is a thing. I'm really glad men don't really listen to this podcast. Yeah, we don't have men listeners. We, sorry, hello to our two, two male listeners that regularly DM me to remind me that they are present. But you know what I mean. (laughs) Oh, this is the other thing. What's the other thing? The Ten Commandments. So the Texas Senate, last year they were doing the In God We Trust thing, and they were like, that went over really well. This year, we want to try something new and exciting. So they passed a bill that would require the prominent display of the Ten Commandments in public school classrooms. Ah, where is this? Texas says they must display in a conspicuous place in each classroom of the school a durable poster or framed copy of the Ten Commandments. So they don't want us to rip out a Bible page and hide it behind our bookshelf. That's not good enough. They want it to be. So this is what's grinding my fucking gears. Are we doing stained glass next, do you think? That's kind of cunt. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you're so right. That that aesthetic kind of eats. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> It's like when you put a a brewery in a church. Everybody loves that. This is what fucking grinds my gears about laws like this is because whenever they pass a law that's like, oh, I don't know, fucking helpful. Like Florida, I think, has a law that says like there's not supposed to be more than 25 kids in a class. Whenever they pass laws like that, that you're like, yeah, good fucking law. They never put in these little details about how to actually implement it. They don't clarify whether if you have a para, it doesn't count anymore. Or if in an elective class that's outside with multiple teachers, like a gym, what is that? Like, they don't put in these little implementation details in the laws of actual important shit. But then when it comes to the Bible poster, they're like, it must be 11 by 17 and laminated, but not with the shitty laminator with the one that gets hot. So it's nice and durable (laughs) and it needs to be in a prominent place. You also need to double check that the window is not glaring on the poster because it's laminated for durability. So if there's a glare, they will not be able to read it. So you will need to move the poster throughout the day to avoid the sunlight to ensure the children can always read it like where is this attention to detail on laws that are actually good i know i will say that that bill is dead but good you know you know they're gonna try again 
you know that they're just going to rewrite it and keep pushing it. Like, that's what they do. So, for now, it's dead. We live to see another day, but still. I hate it here. I'm so tired and I hate it here. They're like, take out the part about lamination. Then it'll pass. It blows my mind on a daily basis how easy it is to get away with a lot of bullshit if you're rich and it's the right kind of bullshit. They're really good at it. It's kind of scary. We got some submissions because we wanted to know. Have you felt violated by the church while in school? Call us. Boy, do we have a (laughs) podcast for you. We can't legally represent you, but... We'll talk about it. I have never gotten so many submissions for something in my life. (gasps) OMG. What am I doing? You're reading. You want me to read? Yeah, can you? Yeah. Not a teacher, but when I was a kid, kindergarten, I vividly remember getting in trouble constantly for using my left instead of right hand for the pledge because it was disrespectful to the flag. The teacher would literally dig her nails into my arm and rip my hand away from my heart to switch hands. I think... She needs to settle the fuck down. I think it is not that serious. Never like, was. It was your teacher Betsy Ross? Jesus fucking Christ. I'm going to throw up. Okay. This is about missionary week. Oh. This is a person who went to a public high school in Arizona, which is a super LDS area, apparently. I don't know. That's what they said. I believe them. It says, one week every year, LDS students were allowed to, quote unquote, pretend to be missionaries and essentially live like missionaries and attempt to convert their classmates. I will never forget sitting at a lunch table while everyone is dressed like a missionary. I'm being prayed at and read the Book of Mormon and no one thought this was crossing the line. I'm scared. I'm so scared. I'm so actually afraid of that. That's aggressive. Oh my God. Another, okay, more physical assault though. Sorry, I jumped yeah, in line. It's okay. You can jump because I read that one and that's why I made that face earlier. Oh yeah. Okay. The PE teacher one. Mm-hmm. A PE teacher at my high school was fired after physically dragging a kid out of his classroom for refusing to stand and say the pledge. Imagine caring enough about anything. Like you're at work. Like <laughs> I actually can't. I can't Let's settle I, down. Let's keep the assault to a minimum would be great. Why are there so many stories of physical assault rolling in? Uh, that is not what I expected. When I put out the when I put out this ask, I was not expecting battery. I'm disappointed but not surprised. You know, like yeah. as soon as I saw them, I was like, "Yep, yeah, that sounds about right." Okay, you want me to read the next one? Okay, so it says, "So I haven't, but wanted to share this anecdote from my alma mater high school district that I heard from a teacher there." In 2021, a middle school teacher in the district had a picture of her brother and his husband on her desk. One of the middle schoolers would taunt her each day about her gay brother and refuse to do his work. Not to, like, take any blame off the kid for being homophobic, but I feel like this is this kid wasn't going to do his work even if she didn't have a gay brother. It's just the gay brother was the scapegoat. Yeah, exactly. As many gay brothers have been a scapegoat in their lives. Anyway, his mom complained to the district saying the teacher was violating their family's religious beliefs. The teacher's job was safe, but the district acquiesced to switch the student's schedule and didn't reprimand the student or the parent. The worst part, the mom of the student had pushed the issue is a high school teacher in the district as well. Ooh, the call is coming from inside the house. A kindergarten teacher said on Zoom, on like day four of school, a parent got her in trouble for not playing the pledge on Zoom. If you want to do- On Zoom? Yeah, if you want to do the pledge in your own home, you are allowed. Nobody is going to stop you from waking up and saying the Pledge of Allegiance every morning of your life. In fact, if you're a real patriot, I think you should. Why aren't you? (laughs) Real patriots, stand up. Real patriots 
have QR codes around their house that when you scan it, it starts playing the pledge aloud via YouTube. Real patriots have their Alexa tuned, so where you go, hey Alexa, it's pledge time, she starts flashing red, white, and blue and makes fireworks sounds. Yeah. Oh, it was day two of Zoom. And to think about the mental state everyone was in on day two of Zoom. With kindergarten. Think about that. Think about how you felt in that moment and imagine someone being like, so I noticed you didn't play the pledge for the kids. So I just wanted to know, do you like being an Al-Qaeda? I would have had to step away. I would have put on a Jack Hartman video and had to go lay down. There's no way I could have actually had that conversation in good faith at that point. I would have laughed. I would have been like, oh, 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 you're serious. Oh my God. <laughs> so someone said, I haven't gotten in trouble, but I did have a weird experience with the pledge this year. One random day in November, admin came on the PA and said the usual, please rise for the pledge. Everyone looked around confused as we hadn't done the pledge in years. But I would like think there was a ghost. They never told us in a team meeting we would be doing it. It felt really weird. The students just all got up and mindlessly chanted it anyway. That's so creepy. I did have one student... Wise beyond her years announced to the class, does anyone else feel like this is culty? I worked really hard to not show my enthusiastic agreement with her. I love our followers. (laughs) Luckily, admin only did the pledge a few more sporadic times until it faded away again. All of them rising up together and saying it in unison, even though you had never really done it before, is really sending me. Oh my god. This one says, not a teacher, but when my daughter was doing virtual learning, she was called out by her teacher for not saying the pledge. She did it in a parent-teacher-student meeting. Can you imagine beginning an IEP meeting, for example, with the pledge? Before we get started, I want to lead us in a rousing rendition of God Bless America. What the fuck? It says, in talking to her during that meeting, we were informed that the principal was requiring the pledge and that failure to instruct kids to participate and follow up when they don't could lead to disciplinary action for the teacher. Mind you, virtual learning, continue. I ended up sending a letter to the principal letting them know that we were opting out of the pledge but keeping the teacher out of it. And ultimately the principal wasn't happy about it, but I had zero Fs left to give at that point. So I said that if she was going to be required to say the pledge, then our internet would just happen to cut out at that time each morning. After that, I didn't get a response and no one said anything about her doing it. I love you. Isn't that illegal? Uh, Well, the Supreme Court did in fact rule that it is illegal. Like compulsory speech is against the First Amendment. Right, that's what I was like. I feel like we settled this because I used to get shit in high school and middle school for not saying the pledge and I Googled it so that I could give people more shit back. I remember my, it was like a white man coach social studies type teacher was mad at me for not saying it. And I fucking ate him up. I was like, wow, it's really embarrassing that as the history teacher, you don't know about whatever fucking court case I had it memorized at the time. And he was like, ugh, ugh. And I was like, yeah. I bet you blew his polo and his khakis right off. Oh, this one's long. So it says, basically, a black student chose to not stand for the pledge. She had her reasons, explained them calmly, and stayed in her desk quietly every morning. The school was generally pretty liberal, aligned with Catholic social teaching, and has a good amount of women of color and leadership and on the board. I'm assuming this is a Catholic school school. However, this nun, who I generally like and is very social justice minded besides this, was just so flabbergasted and took this as an insult to the country and wanted to bring in veterans as speakers to teach
teach them a lesson. The issue got tabled for the next meeting, but I was so ready to take her on with Bible Catholic teaching and examples from her own religious order of how nonviolent protest and resistance. And then it says, spoiler alert, it's extremely within Catholic biblical teaching to allow and encourage students to stand up for their beliefs. The principal ended up resigning before our next board meeting. So needless, needless to say, we never revisited it. And I think they just left the student alone. At least they left her alone. That sucks. Wait, I've never heard of this. New organization just dropped. Tell us. Okay. FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, recruitment flyers and conversations during school hours, meetings during contract hours in a teacher's room run by an outside source, in quotes, with the teacher in the room. She ran it. Come on. Announcements over intercom for the FCA meetings after school, never made for any other clubs. Oh, and bankrolled by the superintendent. Now that I'm off provisional, I'm so tempted to start a Satanist club and just see what happens. Being moved off of a provisional contract onto a permanent contract is the most empowering thing. I think people call it tenure. It's yeah would love to experience that one day um i personally am deconstructing the evangelical church kids so i have my own personal hatred of this and what it does to kids but also on a legal level it's sketchy as hell and it doesn't help that the teacher who runs it is obnoxious as hell (laughs) i love that you're like here are all the valid reasons why it's fucked up and also i just don't like her (laughs) that's my favorite kind of argument it's like also i don't like her fucking haircut and the way her little shoes clickety clack (laughs) Ew. Our biology teacher has a not-so-small carved Jesus fish in his classroom wall. In the walls? He carved it into the wall. No, is it a carving that's hung on the walls? It said in the wall. Not on the wall. It says in the wall. In the wall. (laughs) So I choose to believe that it's a carving in the drywall. I'm going to paint a picture with us right now. Imagine you're a first-year teacher... And you need, like, lesson plans. You need help figuring out what the fuck to do with the kids. So you knock on this other teacher's door during his planning period. He says, come right in. You walk in. He has a chisel and various woodworking tools and is carving a Jesus fish into a wall. We only get, like, an hour of planning a day. And you're going to choose to spend it on that? You don't have, like, a PowerPoint you need to make? You don't have emails? So I'm trying to figure out if this is a public school or not. It says, we have so, so much church involved in our school. Teachers make their kids pray before meals, do religious-themed work, and on our morning announcements, they say, God bless America. There's a ton of Bible verses posted everywhere, even in the bathrooms. Oh, it's a public school. Where? Not in my America, it's not. She says, in a very rural conservative area. It has to be in a town where like, there's like 12 people and they all know each other. Like there's no way that someone in like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't need Bible verses in the bathroom. Is there anything else that we should say? Um, I feel good about religion in schools. Oh. <laughs> I'm making that a sound bite. I feel good about religion in schools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be the promo for Please the episode. Please don't. No, it is. Listen, I'm going through a lot right now. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us on Teacher Quit Talk. We hope that your child doesn't have to pray at school. And we hope that left-wing people start being more organized and trying harder. But I guess that would be us. So we should probably be more organized and try harder. Yeah. 
Well, Damn. It's the same trap. I've said it before and I will continue to say it till I die. The right is so much better at organizing because they don't care about individual opinion. No, exactly. But I hope that one day when we eventually fall into a fast fascist Christian nation, do you remember that scene in The Handmaid's Tale where she's like escaping and she's listening to the radio and it's Oprah? Yes. I hope that one day this podcast represents freedom. <laughs> Like Oprah's radio show in Gilead. And I don't think that's overly ambitious. No, I don't either. I think I think it could be. It will be. It will be. You want to say bye? This has been Teacher Quit Talk with our new third co-host. I can't say bye-bye, friends. Bye. Mom. Bye. Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district. Yeah, leave her alone.